0: a girl worth fighting for maybe or maybe not in disney's case uh hello everyone and welcome <laughs> to the disney deconstructed podcast i'm your host lane calder today i'm joined as always by my good friends jake moody what's up and spencer bennett
1: what up y'all lane that was a hell of an intro
0: thanks man. You caught thanks. me off
2: guard <laughs> yeah i was not guys. ready
0: Uh, that means a lot uh so yeah i mean we're gonna be talking about mulan today uh and we'll we'll figure this whole thing out because uh it's what's funny is if we can talk openly which is all this show is but uh you know we obviously gave our opinions on mulan um last episode and we said that we wouldn't be surprised if it got up uploaded to disney plus maybe even for a premium like mm-hmm. you got to pay a few bucks and then boom you get to watch mulan and then no no shit like two days later maybe Literally. less after we posted that the news came out that mulan was being uploaded to disney plus and so i'm not saying premium. yeah for a big premium big chunky premium which we'll talk about <laughs> in in depth uh So I'm not saying that we're, like, pros at this (laughs) or that we're just really good at what we do. But, I mean, the writing's on the wall is all I'll say. (laughs) Uh, So we'll start it off there. We'll start off with Mulan, and then uh, we'll also get some park stuff later um because this is what we want to talk about right this is what people want to hear about uh we actually posted a so Mulan is getting uploaded to Disney plus uh I forget which day do you remember any anyone I was just I gonna ask September
1: I think it's September
0: okay. okay uh yeah that sounds right for a premium of twenty nine ninety nine, you can watch Disney's Mulan uh the remake the 29 2020 actually right that's when it was originally coming out yeah, in yeah. March. Mm-hmm uh so 2020 disney disney's mulan for 29.99 in addition to what whatever you're paying for your disney plus subscription so it's going to be uploaded but you have to pay 29.99 uh 30 bucks in order to watch this movie um we posted a poll on twitter um about i think it was on wednesday uh and we said mulan is officially coming to disney plus we're going to talk all about it um and the poll basically asked people how they're feeling about it. Um, thank you to everyone who responded. Uh, so we had 12% say, so Liddy can't wait. Uh, <laughs> 16% say, Mulan who, that 90s film? <laughs> uh, 20% say theater is the only way to go here. And 52%, the overwhelming majority said $30, un poco ridiculous. Mm-hmm. uh so quite quite a conflicted group um thank you to everyone who responded again Uh make sure you follow us on twitter uh so that you can participate when we do cool stuff like this um we'll have our twitter handles at the end of the show um so the overwhelming majority says they don't want to pay 30 dollars to see this movie um jake give us give us your thoughts on on this now that it's officially
2: confirmed sure well it's um it's interesting. I mean, I will say right out the right out the gate, when we were talking about this last week, we literally were like saying, we could see Mulan coming to Disney Plus for a premium, maybe two or $3 extra. Yeah. And you got to see We <laughs> were Mulan. like two bucks
1: maybe. <laughs> so so th-
2: it's obviously a very different uh, number than what we thought it was going to be. I guess there's a lot of different ways to look at it. If If you have a family, if you're sitting down with two kids and your wife, makes perfect sense to spend 30 bucks. It's cheaper than it would have been to go to the theater and probably go out to dinner and get snacks, uh, how it would have been a couple months ago. But on the same coin, it's if you're just sitting here by yourself or with one other friend, it becomes like a whole thing on a platform that you have to imagine is going to get Disney Plus or sorry, is going to get Mulan in a couple months. And then it's already one of these remakes, which is controversial enough to begin with. So I think it makes perfect sense for some people. I make, I think for other people, they're going to find it better to wait or just to skip out on the movie. But it's definitely like going to be a case study to see how uh, people go about this. I know Spencer watched Scoob when it came out to the <laughs> Amazon version of this. Dude, Was not, it $20? Not Scoob. It's not Scoob. It's Scoob. Yeah,
1: it does have an estimation point um it was 20 to rent 25 to own so i just bought it because i was like and the off chance that i like really love this movie Mm -hmm. what's the use in five dollars more unfortunately i didn't really love it yeah (laughs) (laughs) i want those five dollars back but uh wow yeah it was uh i did do that I i did get scoop
2: i guess my question which gets really into the weeds of this is uh I don't exactly know how you guys feel about it, Spencer. And I were about to talk about it, and I was like, "No, we got to save this for the podcast." (laughs) But uh, I I personally voted for Mulan. Who? That's a '90s film, right? Although (laughs) this one sounded cool uh, and definitely like more of a unique take than from what we've seen with some of the other live action remakes. Still, is a live action remake, and if you're going to ask me to pay thirty dollars on top of what we're paying for, I probably would wait. But I'm wondering. This is why I said it's getting into the weeds of things. If, because we all share an account, if, like, if we could all share it on our collective Disney Plus, Mm. because I've seen people talk about like, it's not exactly like you pay $30 and you can only watch it the one time, it gets added to your platform.
0: So I feel like
2: if you're sharing it with people, which I'm sure a lot of people are, you could do that. Which in that case, I would love to watch Mulan. <laughs> there's a, yeah, there's but, a lot of questions around a profit, this. Man, that yeah.
0: uh, a, a big question is yeah, if because we have uh, a Disney Plus account that has all three of us on it as different profiles. So if if I buy it for thirty dollars, does it get or is it available on both of your guys's uh-huh. profiles? That's a, that is a big question, and also is. You, so you kind of answered this. Is I was wondering, is it going to be a one-shot thing? You can only watch it once, and then it's off. And would that also remove it for the other two profiles? Uh, but it sounds like it's
2: not. It sounds like you kind of own it after you. That's paid the what $30. I saw people <laughs> saying on Twitter. <clears throat> okay. Now, if there's any validity to that, if it was just people trying to defend a larger price tag, maybe right. I, I didn't see like the actual announcement. But it, you know, it'll be cool to see because. You have to imagine in three or four months from now, it's going to be on Disney Plus like, like everything else, like normal, because that's what the platform is supposed to do. Yeah. So I feel like it's kind of more like an early access type thing. Like if you want to spend the money and see it before everybody else, similar to going to the movies. Frozen 2 is on Disney Plus, but when it was in theaters, it's like, well, we're really excited for this movie, so let's make a night of it. And then yeah. in a couple months, it'll be on the thing we're already paying for yeah. Which is how I feel like it's it's going to play out. But it, then again, it might just be you spend $30, you get to watch it once, and then it's gone.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if, it, I mean, either way, like, when that at a certain point is Disney right. Plus going to take, take off the price tag, and then it's just going to be on Disney Plus for free, like everything else?
1: Um, right. That's got to be the end game with this, right? It's right. just going to be on Disney Plus.
0: I assume so. Maybe, like, yeah. I could see it maybe going on for half a year, mm. but I feel like longer it's around than the that,
1: frame usually a movie yeah, comes out theaters until it goes exactly. to streaming or DVD or whatever.
0: So I, I feel like, I don't know, six months of, of paid for this. Maybe the price goes down over time, um, mm. and then they finally just put it on Disney Plus uh, to kind of simulate the whole quote-unquote normal distribution process right. how it's like in theaters for the biggest price tag then uh rent and then dvd sales and then and then it's just everywhere uh or yeah rent or buy um whether that's dvd or on demand um if you're still going to blockbuster uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's still one location um oh i know i bought and, a hoodie from
1: them they were having a oh, sale nice, because they were their, uh, during the yes. pandemic so i got a That's nice royal blue blockbuster hoodie <laughs> coming my way i'm yeah.
0: excited uh and then and then of course like on netflix and screen streaming services to finish it out um so i could see them kind of trying to simulate that as much as possible to get as much money as possible um definitely they're going to take a hit from what they're originally expecting of this movie oh yeah uh, no Huge. matter what i'm sure you know maybe there's a few people that are going to subscribe to Disney plus to watch this movie. Maybe there's a few people that are that excited for it. Um, But I feel like all of this, if we in in a probably a bit of a larger conversation, I feel like they decided that Disney uh, as a, as a corporation, as the higher ups decided, Mm -hmm. you know, we let's simulate this to see if, uh, or test this out to see if it's, uh, I guess it could work for future movies. Um and I, I feel like Mulan is definitely the testing ground, partially mm-hmm. because it came out first during all this COVID stuff. Well, actually I guess that would technically be
2: onward. Um yeah, but, but they just put onward straight on. You they see, put that's onward another- straight no, on it was
0: on video demand. It was on for, Amazon for cinema uh, twenty bucks, but it was only
1: for like four or five weeks and then it went straight yeah. to Disney Plus. So it wasn't yeah. too long.
0: So I think they're trying to so interesting. They probably made some money from that. I think that they're going to try to they're trying to simulate that completely within Disney Plus now that way they don't have yeah. to have to put it on Prime Cinema and that's cut what out I'm, the middleman. Exactly. So,
2: so Is that confirmed that if you want to watch Mulan the only way to do it is going to be through Disney Plus? Yeah, I'm pretty so you sure. You have to have a subscription and then you have to pay this. Unless they also
0: I mean, yeah, unless they also put it on Prime Cinema, maybe they put it for more money on Prime Cinema or something. Mm. That way it's like you're intrigued to get Disney Plus. But I can't imagine paying thirty five dollars to watch a movie. Right, but, me neither. Uh, oh confirmed it's a. it's not a one time rental. You own it after Okay. Okay, well that's better, I guess. You see, um, so at that
2: point it makes a lot of sense And it's only for us sale to on watch Disney it. Plus. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean we split that three ways. Okay. That and well, I think here's that's the, the thing, thing is you, like what? uh like if you're 30 it's $30 and you're watching it with you know three other people or whatever it's it's less than it would be to go to the theater mm-hmm. um which is kind of like my semi-justification for it but also $30 just sounds like a lot of money to watch a movie um
2: and right? especially
0: if you're watching it on your own Spencer you had something to say
1: yeah I think the idea is because a family say like a family of four or a family of five um Going to the movies is like a fifty, a sixty dollar experience, and yeah. it's not mm-hmm. something that they do a whole lot. Because you get popcorn, and ICES, and you have the whole. A lot of people aren't like us and go see movies constantly. They make like an event out of going to the movies every couple months. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to take your family to see Mulan, which it's a Disney film, you know in all likelihood that is the audience that they're they're aiming for. Mm-hmm. It's like a sixty dollar experience for thirty at home. I think I think you're going to get a lot of the sales are going to be families just yeah. making a day out of it with their kids. Trying to be like, oh, we're going to watch Mulan. It's going to be in theaters. Let's let's make some popcorn in the microwave and watch the movie and it'll be fun. I do yeah. think it's I think thirty dollars makes sense in that regard. But on top of Disney Plus for eight dollars right. a month, I think it's a lot. It's a, definitely like a steep. uh <laughs> But I am and I'm probably gonna do it and I imagine we'll all figure out a way to share it if that I'm sure that will be possible. We'll be able to yeah. we share an account. We all pay the same money for it. So I'm sure mm-hmm. we'll be able to watch it. And then maybe I'll get my roommates in on it so we can all just like rent it together and watch it. But um I apparently when it initially came out, it premiered before it released in theaters and then everything happened and it got delayed. Apparently it was quite good. I believe it's got like an 80% of rotten tomatoes right now. Wow. So that's intriguing wow. to me because I know the comment you made earlier, Jake, was it's a live action remake and in the recent years, they haven't been good. Minus Aladdin. Aladdin is great,
0: um, <laughs> as I said last week.
1: But um, I mean, if it if it is good and there's reason to believe it's it's pretty good, I mean, right. I I can see it. I can. I'll, I'm gonna watch it. Like, who am I kidding? I'm like a Disney file. Like, I'm gonna see <laughs> yeah. spend the money to watch it. But. I think they're trying to recuperate their losses and they're trying to market it to a family because it is cheaper, I think, than it would be for like a family of four or five to go to the movies. It right. is going to be cheaper to watch it at home for 30 bucks. Yeah. Um, and even Scoob like was pretty expensive for Scoob and I didn't like Scoob, but I also understood why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for, to be able to own, if it was like a one-time viewing and it went away, that'd be nuts. But I'm mm-hmm. glad that it's, you can own it because 30 is steep and the 38 on top of it if you're activating Disney Plus to watch it.
0: Right yeah so the big instant question that popped on twitter after this after this news was dropped uh was can we see black widow following following suit um and being uploaded for a premium and that's kind of you know like i said i i feel like mulan um, there is a lot of controversy around its production and, and shit like that. And mm-hmm. they're like, you know what, we'll put it on Disney Plus for $30, see how it goes. Um, I, we just want to, you know, figure out what the best way to make money off of Black Widow is, is kind of mm. my impression of what's happening. Because um, Black Widow was going to make, as we talked about last week, it was going to make a lot of money. A lot of people wanted to see it um it's a marvel movie marvel movies generally do really well um box office wise they're they aren't always the best things in the world uh aka spider-man homecoming or no sorry far, <laughs> far from, from home, home. <laughs> far from home is the one i hate i actually kind of liked homecoming it's <laughs> I, I, cute it's fun yeah homecoming is fun uh michael keaton was really good in it mm-hmm. uh that one scene where he like finds out that peter spider-man is what fantastic the-
2: the lighting like the red yeah, the stop yeah, side, and yeah that's yeah.
0: really good yeah, yeah it was it's the good. best in really the like movie that. it's the best yeah, yeah. absolutely um but anyway <laughs> uh, i feel like i feel like that you know they're planning on making a lot of money off of this thing um and they're like hey you know feeders might be out for a good while um which apparently the film industry didn't bank on most of us didn't really bank on that. But remember there, that uh, Christopher Nolan said that they're going to release um, Tenet in theaters yeah. Yeah. Um, in July or something. And it's it's August and no Tenet, I don't think. <laughs> um, no Tenet. But uh, yeah, I, I feel like they're trying to figure out the best way to make money off of this thing. Um, they need the money. And so they're like, you know what, we'll test it out with Mulan. Mulan was never going to make as much money as Black Widow was. Uh, and so this, this is kind of what they're doing. Obviously, mm-hmm. we have to wait and see if people actually buy this thing. Um, or if The reaction you know,
1: I saw was overwhelmingly negative.
0: It was a like, lot yeah. of people
1: like, granted, we're a part of like the niche community of this Twitter. But the reaction I saw was a lot of people going like, no, I'm just going to wait. Yeah,
0: a lot of people were saying, no, I'm going to wait or no, I'm just going to stream it uh you know pirate it it. and Mm. i feel like that is a serious thing that is definitely bound to happen if you're uploading the full quality of the movie for 30 dollars on screen records
1: a thing people it's not that hard and it's like when you're doing it straight to streaming it's way more difficult it's way easier to pirate it excuse me someone's gonna
0: someone's gonna screen record that movie and upload it um uh, and to some website, and that's well. That's how what happened f- with Mandalorian,
1: man. They they banked on Mandalorian being this big pl- boost for them when Platform. Disney Plus started, and it was. But there was also like record high piracy for it.
0: Wow, you know, it was, it was like
1: crazy.
0: Absolutely. I mean, the same thing happens for a lot of these, uh I guess, originals. Like I don't know. I feel like you know, you you can the people go and pirate Game of Thrones all the time. You know because it's like they don't uh, people don't want to pay for hbo because it's expensive as fuck uh and they're like hey platforms s- got all
1: sorts of problems <laughs>
0: someone yeah. uploaded all of game of thrones to to uh, illegal movie <laughs> like whatever <laughs> i don't know uh and you know they're probably going to do that. Uh, that's kind of how our generation is as a whole. I feel like is
2: that yeah, our
0: generation our generation doesn't want to pay premiums for shit. We just feel like we deserve it. Um, mm-hmm. and-, and for
2: yeah, like just for the sake of the conversation, if there's a movie that I want to watch and I do a quick search and it's not on any of the streaming services. I'm absolutely going to put at least five minutes into trying to find a stream for free before yeah. I commit to renting it. Yeah. It's just true because, because it's not hard. Yeah. So I'll do like a very quick search and just see if it's readily available somewhere before I commit to spending a three ninety nine 99 on Amazon or whatever it is. It's just true.
0: Yeah. I think that I have to assume that Disney knows about this. Uh, and I would hope so, especially after, like you said, Spencer, the Mandalorian thing, um, but maybe they're like, you know what, people? Some people are going to pirate it. We'll take that hit as long as we can make something off of this because mm-hmm. they haven't made any money off of the movie yet. Uh, and so, I think in in Disney's opinion right now, some might be better than none.
2: I'm sure. So let me backtrack to something, Lane. You said earlier. Sure. So you think that this this decision and whatever putting Mulan on fair premium is for the most part uh, to test the waters to then see if it's a viable option for something like black widow.
0: I think so. I you that's think how... like this is
2: a stepping stone to that. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh-huh. Cause like, I don't know, like, yeah, there are people like us who are kind of cautiously optimistic for Mulan, but I feel like oh, most of uh, the people that knew about it were like, ah, I don't really want another Disney live action remake. Mm. Um, And, you know, especially if Mulan, which is a beloved animated movie, kind of did it perfect the first time. What are you going to change now? You know, I mean, it was the same thing with Beauty and the Beast and And Lion King. King. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, Yeah. it was like
0: you did it. uh, These are some of the most beloved movies in the quote unquote Disney vault. Uh, And you're going to remake them. And then, you know, what do you do to them? What do you do different? Because they're pretty much flawless by most fans opinions the first time. Mm-hmm. uh so mm-hmm. i feel like they kind of saw that people weren't really too hyped about this movie um and when i say they i just mean like i don't know disney uh s- corporate s- people that wear suits um yeah and uh you know i i feel like they must have figured this out and been like you know what black widow is our big money maker here at the end of the day um within their you know their 2020 slate and mm-hmm. uh they're like, we'll we'll try to figure out the best way to make money for Black Widow, and then upload. You know, we'll do this with We'll do this with Onward, because we had to react quickly to the world situation and also kind of test out things. Um, And then uh we'll, you know,
2: put, do this with Mulan, and then we'll, we'll do this with Mulan. And then just kind of see how it works. And right, how right. It works. Yeah, it and I don't really- think
0: it's I don't think it's all about Black Widow. I think that that's like that was going to be their big moneymaker for 2020 so that's why Mm -hmm. i'm saying black widow but i feel like this is kind of a testing ground for just the future and possibly the future film industry in general is that people are just going to start uploading uh you know studios are just going to start uploading movies to their to their uh, individual streaming platforms for a fee yeah Uh, i could definitely see that happening assuming that no one ever wants to go to a theater again. Uh, mm, right, because it's gonna I be mean it's, it's gonna be a good while until people are comfortable sitting in a closed room with each other.
2: I know, it, and even for me too. Like, so excited for Black Widow. But if this, let's just say for the sake of a conversation, they put this movie out in, uh, whatever next month in like early October, whatever it is. As excited I, as I am for this movie. I don't know if I feel comfortable like putting a mask on right. like wiping down this chair and being like, all right, let's go in a, in a room with all these people. I just, that, uh, you know, it's weird, but that to talk about like how fluid the situation is, it's so interesting because I remember it's funny. Like I was seeing a lot of tweets about it, but like the first major motion picture movie to be put straight to streaming with a premium fee which ended up doing really, really well was Troll's World Tour, which is so funny. But I saw people being like, "This is going to be in like film history books one day." Like this fully changed the paradigm of uh, theater experiences versus at home. Because have you seen that the conspiracy that money.
1: Universal lied about the numbers?
2: Wow, that's funny. (laughs) I didn't know that that. they just
1: completely lied and didn't make that much money, and it was just because, like, they control the numbers in that case. They can say whatever. I mean, I don't know if that's true, but I thought Mm -hmm. that was hilarious that the internet immediately jumped it. They're lying. (laughs) Trolls can't make money.
2: Well, anyway, so that movie came out, and then if you take the numbers uh, at face value, it did great. Scoop came out. I'm sure it did well enough. I know a lot of people that watched it. And now Disney's, And then I guess so Onward have had whatever track that that went on. And now Mulan is forging its own thing, which is let's see how this goes if we put it straight to our streaming. And then... And for all intents and purposes,
1: a more blockbuster-esque movie, a more theatrical movie than these two. Because I I mean, animation is like probably my favorite medium of movie at this point. Like I Mm -hmm. love animation. But there is a certain quality to animation that I don't think is necessarily as in like tied to a theatrical experience as something like Mulan. Mulan's a big budget adventure movie. Yeah. Um, so it, not a slight animation, but I think this is an even bigger step that you're dropping a movie that, um, I'm going to throw a curveball for you right now. Mulan and Black Widow had like the same budget, which is crazy to think well, about. Yeah, Mulan was a I'm $200 far. million dollar movie. Damn. Wow. So it, to think that they're like, like to go back to your your point Lane, that maybe they're bridging to Black Widow. It's. I mean, it's just as big of a financial risk to put Mulan up there. So it's, yeah. it's. To me, I last week I said there's no way they'll do Black Widow. Now I'm like, they very well might. They're putting up a movie <laughs> yeah. that costs the same amount of money to make, the same amount of money to break even. Um, yeah. Granted, the the weight of a Black Widow is maybe more because of the MCU as a whole. But also, like, they're already risking that kind of money. Like, and if Mulan does, you know, decently well, if it even just breaks even or just like middles out and they just like make all the money back but don't make any profit they very well might drop black widow on there too and just kind of like recuperate the losses wow
0: right. yeah i i knew that i had known that mulan was like expensive as hell to make i i didn't know it was like on par with black widow um i i feel like to me it feels like more of a a test because i mean i did, i never felt like mulan was on track to make as much money as black widow would have 100 yeah so i feel like they're from a business mindset, they're like, okay, well, we're gonna make more money from Black Widow than we were going to with Mulan because there's a, for one, there's a wider audience of people that like, uh, you know, their Marvel movies, um, and just proven track. Like I like take any Marvel movie, and it's probably made more than you know some uh, a lot of the Disney live action remakes um and
1: on although, average
0: marvel movies are just
1: a better quality than the live yeah. action remakes
0: although beauty and the beast made a ton of money
1: yeah that was crazy it made a billion i think so yeah. aladdin and lion king all three of them made yeah. a billion
2: yeah i uh, think lion king is on the top 10 grossing movies of all time i'm pretty sure It's dude that movie yeah. is so yeah. bad yeah dude, pretty ass i mean it's not uh, bad it's just like flawed from inception like yeah, why it's just like my problem
1: with beauty and the this? beast where it's the same exact movie and the animation's better so I'm like why would i what is the point point? and it's also like, being something different
2: advertised as live action when the whole thing is just animated differently yeah. it's, it's, <laughs> so, it's just yeah. realistic
1: Whatever. animation versus drawn yeah. and honestly it looked better drawn in my opinion at least
2: absolutely
0: well and i uh it's basically like watching it's a wonderful life in color like oh wow, yeah. oh, yeah. this, is, this is cool and then five minutes later you're like yeah oh, it's the same movie uh mm. <laughs> uh so i i'm i guess i'm just wondering like so you you guys say that you'll pay the 30 dollars for this
2: okay
1: okay i I'm mean go. not gonna i to do myself. it myself i intend on splitting it with people i'm not just gonna drop that's what $30. i'm saying right um yeah i
2: yeah. would do it like if if we can uh figure something out if we have friends over da-da-da-da-da. but like I have three right. roommates even, so even if i just
1: rented it with them it's what i got them so bad at math like seven something yeah exactly. to watch it and that's less than a movie ticket so but yeah. I will
2: say, like, for me, if this movie was in theaters, I, I don't know if I would have seen it like opening weekend, I probably would have waited for the reviews, you know. Like I didn't see the new Maleficent movie. Oh, so well, it's I like either. That out too out. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like sometimes, although I think me willing to entertain the idea of spending thirty dollars to watch it or putting in the effort to split it with people and making a night of it, is literally just because I'm bored. Because if, if everything was normal, I don't know if I would have a rush to go to the theaters. Unless there were making an really event out of something
1: because nothing is right. exciting anymore.
2: Right. 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 Okay. Well, I think we pretty much
0: talked Mulan to death. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're going to switch over to parks, but first, we're going to take a quick break. But no fear, we will be right back. Nice. Hello, and welcome back to the show. Um, there's some parks news. There, there is some, even though most of them aren't, no, or some of them aren't open. Uh, it's switching every week. Uh, but <laughs> Jake, you've
2: got some news for us. Please, please do share. Sure. So basically, uh, the news revolves around the Q3 earnings report, which came out mid to late uh, last week, as uh, when we were recording this on August 9th, mm-hmm. it touched on the whole company basically it, you know it 's their report and their presentation to investors to explain how they 've been doing and what they 're working towards uh, you know in the next quarter and then the coming weeks and months and year. but right. for us, the most interesting stuff out of that uh, previously boring press conference is the parks days because things are so fluid and interesting right now that, uh, basically anything to come out of the parks is, uh, interesting. So from what I understood is basically uh, long story short, they're losing a ton of money. So Disney as a whole, from what I saw, it said that they earned in this last quarter, which I think is like three months or four months. Mm-hmm. Um, they earned $11.8 billion, which is crazy. It's a huge number, but apparently that's down 42% year over year. So it's 42% less money than what they were anticipating prior to any kind of global pandemic going on. And then specifically with the parks, uh, they somehow earned just over a billion dollars apparently, which is operating on just some of the overseas parks and then obviously Disney World that number is down 83% from what they anticipate year over year. So obviously that sounds scary and sounds like there's not much that you can do to fix that. You know, at least with like the overall company or like specifically with the studio, you can do things like put Mulan straight to Disney Plus or do right. things like, you know, boost the comics for Marvel or something like that, but you can't exactly do anything for parks because they're the, they're either open or they're not. So 83% down is a big number, but then comparing it to some of the other parks, it doesn't sound somehow as bad. So Universal reported being down 94%, Cedar Fair reported being down 95%. So somehow it's not as bad. And then there are some things that you can pick and choose between what ChayPek said, which uh, you know, we can dissect. So the first like big thing is that. Uh, He said that according to their research, when they were looking at opening up Orlando, uh, there's actually less people than anticipated. So whatever the number is that they've been doing, like with their social distancing and, uh, you know, limited capacity crowds, according to their research, prior to opening, they thought that there was going to be more of a demand. And then they said that they they're seeing less than expected, probably because like a week before they officially opened up like their reservation system, Florida started spiking again. And that's yeah. probably because uh, they started opening up, Universal opened, the Sea World parks down there opened, things like that. And then there was a spike. So they probably, that's what they're saying caused uh, the less people to be interested than in what they thought. But in terms of the people that are going and that are spending money and keeping this thing moving. They said, quote unquote, they're finding that regular visitors, which is people coming from out of town, out of state, spending a long weekend or a week at the resorts, hotels, going out to dinner, whatever. They're finding that they're quote unquote, marginally more valuable than annual pass holders. Now that's interesting because you would think that they are a lot more valuable just because- Like what I said, they're spending money to stay at the hotels. They're making an event of reserving a dinner thing. Especially in AP- Florida, right? Exactly. Where That's APs crazy. can, you know, if they wanted to eat lunch at home, spend a couple hours, go home. They're finding that they're only marginally more valuable. Uh, so because of that, apparently they're basically opening the floodgates to people like annual pass holders. So with their reservation system. They were previously prioritizing families coming for like a vacation to give them a spot, but they are now prioritizing annual pass holders to give them more of an opportunity to come in because they're finding out they're almost equally uh, you know, viable in terms of people that are going to spend money. And another thing is I guess they recently opened it up to cast members. So previously, I guess whatever perk they have that lets them get into the parks, uh, as cast members, as guests, like, you know, after hours or whatever. I guess that perk was not available for the last couple weeks. Now it is. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. And then, yeah, that is a pretty interesting spot. And then the the last big piece that I saw is they announced very proudly that specifically the Orlando Resort is operating at a profit, which oh, wow. is crazy to imagine. Uh, I mean, obviously... You would think that they're not, they wouldn't be open if they couldn't be operating at a profit. Right. But they say they are. I guess a lot of people are claiming that uh not that they're fudging the numbers, but it would be plausible to think that putting the NBA bubble there and then having that MLS tournament a couple months ago there uh right. couldn't hurt, right? That's like a big extra cash influx that doesn't count would be apparently only like 10% filled parks and things like that. Mm-hmm. But That was that. It's a lot of numbers. It's boring, kind of interesting. The other thing is literally not one single mention of Disneyland. They didn't say, uh, unfortunately, we weren't able to open it when anticipated. They didn't say we're working on it. They didn't say we're not working on it. They just didn't mention Disneyland at all. They apparently very much focused on Orlando.
1: California, beyond just the, the pandemic, I mean, just the status of like, Cause the governor straight up wouldn't let them open. And I know that that's what they waited for before to open was like, they were something like Newsom was going to issue reopenings for theme parks on July 4th or something. And that Mm -hmm. just didn't happen. Obviously it's now August,
0: whatever. But, um,
1: I don't know what the date is. I'm I'm excuse. The
0: ninth Spencer, the the ninth, ninth. (laughs)
1: there it is. There it is. The ninth. But, um, so it's, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You know,
2: Oh, you go ahead. I'm just saying it's interesting to look at, uh, how all this stuff played out because when we're, you know, sitting here talking about how excited we are for princess and the frog or re themes of things, or still talking to death galaxy's edge and things like that. It is a full on real business with big numbers and percentages and things like that. And, and this has to be one of the more complicated situations, uh, parks and resorts has ever been in. So, you know, it's just, it's just cool to like, again, to say, get in the weeds of this kind of stuff.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh Yeah. There's a lot of weeds, yeah,
2: like literally <laughs> so many. There's you take you a have big old like adventure
1: it. movie machete to cut down those weeds. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, I mean the the thing that I think about is that this is definitely the this has to be like the hardest kind of of rough, rough patch that um not just Disneyland but most of these big theme parks I've ever gone through because they didn't exist when World War II happened. um right. You know, I, it's just, it's, I don't think that any theme park has really been shut down for as long as these theme parks have, um, and still technically operating. Um, so it's become a very interesting, I guess, um, business study <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh you know and i never helpful. thought i'd be
1: uh, thankful for the big theme park corporations like a cedar fair or a six flags but if they didn't exist all these parks would close dude yeah. yeah disney universal different discussion but like magic mountain and other parks that i do enjoy and knots parks i really enjoy that aren't under the, like the you know the big two banner mm-hmm. would not be open right now if knots was still an independent park they'd be done but because they were i never thought i'd be thankful they were purchased by cedar fair but I am, because that's the reason they're still around, you
0: know. Yeah. That's very true. So you, Jake, you also said that um, – this might have been before the show, but uh, you said that hours at Walt Disney World have been cut down.
2: Um, yeah. So I think that came out after the this, like, Q3 thing, but essentially, right. like, very recently, within the last couple of days, m- moving into September, uh, basically every park – disney world is cutting their hours by one hour so it seems like they're all opening at the same time but previously if they were closing at eight o'clock they're not closing at seven i saw the biggest bummer of it the the earliest one to close was uh i'll fact check myself but i'm pretty sure it was animal kingdom closes at five what a bummer that's so early big
0: bummer no uh i always thought they would close earlier because of the animals but
1: when we were there i was very yeah. much proved wrong Dude, there no Night tree of life show ah, yeah no really. rivers of light man
2: Damn. oh and uh i don't think we ever talked about that did you guys see rivers of light is officially done
1: no oh did you guys see this
2: no i liked yeah. it i know it had a bad yeah, rap but i enjoyed it i really i th- i was fully expecting for it to be not great because that's what people said yeah, and i thought it was thought really it was nice. cool is that the, yeah.
0: the is that the show we saw on the lagoon yeah. yeah, it's got like the floating, uh, right next like to animal
1: barges and stuff. Yeah, and mm-hmm. the, the flowers it was cool, and man. Some... It wasn't, it wasn't a yeah, disaster it was cool. like some people said it was. Uh, I, oh no, I, I fully it.
2: enjoyed it, and yeah. So 2017 through 2020, and now it's a. Uh, officially really? over and done with i know right and then i was seeing well, like some backstage disney pictures of just all those like floating rafts or whatever just like sitting yeah. backstage with tarps well, a on lot of them. people's
1: problems right. with it were it never was able to go far enough didn't have any pyrotechnics or anything i'm like but you can't you're in a park full of animals like it would be right it'd be unethical and like messed up because you'd be constantly stressing them out and there's there's so many moving parts to operating animal kingdom that for a nighttime show it has to just be lights and music and attempting to make you feel something and obviously that's going to be significantly less exciting than something like illuminations or even the happily ever after magic kingdom fireworks show. But I mm-hmm. thought it made do with what it could do. And I really liked the ideas of, it. I like seeing like the projected animals on the water and the music, like it, it made me feel something. Also I'm an environmentalist nut job. So maybe that's <laughs> it,
2: but I thought, <laughs> no, I thought it, no, I thought cool. it worked. And yeah. I know like, I know they had a revamp like halfway through. I know we saw like the second iteration. Yeah. It was like rivers people light, had.
1: Um, something, some uh, sub-colon thing. Probably. I yeah.
2: know they, like, inserted a lot of the IP into it. Like, originally, mm. it was very, like, forged its own story, like, fully about nature and had, like, you know, these mythical uh, narration or whatever. Rivers of and Light, the version, We Are
1: One, that's what it was called.
2: There you go. The version we saw, I guess We Are One, had, like, uh, had The Lion King in it and, you know, probably Bambi and things like that. But it still worked for me. Yeah. So I don't know what. I mean, I guess that's just going to be another casualty of like, they probably looked at Animal Kingdom. They thought this park costs more than the other ones because we're dealing with the animals and things like that. Cutting the hours back. It's not even going to be dark by that time. So why run this show? Also, there's barely any people in the park. So it's going to look probably sad and empty if we're running this show. Mm -hmm. So Bummer on all fronts, basically. Not much good news in terms of that stuff.
0: No, that is a major bummer yeah mm-hmm. uh completely different topic but i'm on twitter and uh <laughs> i saw that um and a disney parks exclusive version of the jungle cruise adventure board game has been released at disney world
2: that's pretty fun
0: that's <laughs> that's, cool. that's pretty fun we should definitely figure out a way to buy that and just get drunk in. And, and play that
1: on the, on the- over him, <laughs> man.
0: yeah, yeah. I, I would be down what let, let us know on twitter if you'd like to see that
2: <laughs> yeah for real that'd be a fun episode
0: yeah that'd be good according of us having a healthy beverage and playing <laughs> a healthy beverage um we we'll be having wheatgrass juice so yeah basically <laughs> wow uh so basically remember the, that from jamba juice you could take shots yeah of grass. dude i absolutely yeah. remember that uh what i mean we assume that, that, that you was. still can jamba juice still yeah, open, yeah. right they they changed yes. the name to jamba and changed their logo oh
2: that kind of weird right yeah, yeah weird,
1: they're weird really move. trying to like
0: into a different out. audience.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Unrelated, but yeah. Their breakfast crash always
0: sucked. <laughs> so, sorry, I guess John. the... Uh, you say
2: it's... their
1: breakfast stuff sucked? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it probably I wasn't that great. It. Yeah, it was I don't like
2: good. any of their food, but I really do enjoy the smoothies. I really enjoy yeah. the smoothies.
1: Let's be real though, they were just milkshakes. They, every one of yeah. them had like sherbet and then like they Pretty weren't like much. legit fruit smoothies. Yeah. No,
2: they yeah. Were really as fuck.
1: yeah. Uh, they were yummy. <laughs> I enjoyed them. But...
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I good. guess the biggest takeaway, at least from the video that I saw breaking down all of this, is although it's crazy, reporting to be eighty three percent down in the parks division forty two percent down as a company worldwide or you know as a company as a whole, we're cutting the hours uh speaking of Mulan, we're making this last ditch effort to try to salvage mm-hmm. any form of profit as possible, you know all these kinds of things. The company is still operating for the most part fine and they're equipped to deal with this. And it's not like we're going to open up the news in a week or two weeks from now and see that Disney's filing for bankruptcy. They, they can figure this out for a multitude of years until they would have to like fully hit rock bottom. So, although, I mean, these are like dire circumstances for a company that does what Disney does they are still as in control as they can be, I guess. Right.
0: Yeah. Uh, so basically parks are kind of fucked right now. <laughs> uh, as they are yeah, in been, layman's um, terms, in layman's terms, the parks are fucked for the time being. Uh, and hopefully this all recovers, uh, you know, sooner rather than later. Um, I, I guess kind of hopping back over to movie news. Um there's a lot of new stuff on Disney Plus. Um, and this is a nice way to transition into our, our picks of the week. Um, there's a lot of new stuff on Disney Plus that I've noticed. Uh, X Men is now on Disney Plus, which is cool. Um, there's that new documentary, Howard, um, about uh, it's about Howard Ashman, who's like the lyricist oh. behind a lot of uh, really beloved Disney movies. Yeah. If you've um, seen Waking
1: Sleeping Beauty, they do like a great. Mm. Been on him. He, was, he was like a really visionary guy.
0: Yeah, I've always meant to watch that, but I haven't. Uh, but I do want to watch Howard. Uh Black maybe is a little King. Double feature. Yeah. The Black is King, the Beyonce uh Disney original movie is now on. Uh as we talked about last week, Muppets Now is now there. Um, as well as like movies like uh Peanuts Movie and Incredibles 2 and stuff. Um a lot of like nice. national geo nat geo uh I think like either documentaries or maybe just like their weird shows that they have a show about like UFOs and shit. Uh like a lot of a lot of those have been uploaded as well to Disney Plus. Um and probably the most exciting is Prince of Persia: The Sands of Time, which is now <laughs> you can now watch for free on Disney You can watch Plus. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. A white dude pretend to be the Prince of Persia.
2: Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, it was a different
0: time. It was a different time. <laughs> yeah, dude. 2010 was definitely <laughs> Definitely a weird time. It was a Uh, beast. (laughs) It was a beast. Um, So I'd like to transition from movies and then basically go check out new shit on Disney Plus. I'd like to transition a bit into our our picks of the week um, and uh, (laughs) talk about something that isn't depressing like Parks News. Um, So this week I watched The Great Mouse Detective. uh, Oh, right, right. And uh that's if you don't know, that's a Disney movie from nineteen eighty six uh, I actually didn't get to finish it. I have like fifteen minutes left, but um, I really liked it. i like I'm not sure if it's got a like a weird um fan base or something or if it's kind of slept on or, or I really don't well, it know anything began about It began the
1: Renaissance, and no one talks about it. Oh, it was like part of the Renaissance okay. It and Mermaid were a couple of years apart okay, and that's yeah. like the one movie everyone forgets about
0: yeah, no great mouse detective. If you haven't seen it, um, yeah, I, my impression is that it's kind of slept on because I've, I've really been enjoying it. Obviously, I have a, I've still have the ending to watch, but um, go check that out. Uh, mm. Spencer, what's your pick of the week? Oh,
1: boy. Okay, so a couple of days ago, uh, one of my roommates, his name is Alex. He's a great guy, and he, <laughs> his favorite movie growing up great guy. <laughs> was the Nicolas Cage classic national treasure
0: oh yes and national yes. treasure
1: 2 book of secrets so we all sat down and he was like let's watch national treasure and i was like i'm That's in good. i used to love that movie like Nicolas cage being mm-hmm. indiana jones with some crazy u.s conspiracy theories count me in i'm down <laughs> we watched the first national treasure and i was like whoa why was that so good
0: why was that so <laughs> much it dude, was like pirates it, dude yeah isn't it like so so good
1: <laughs> yeah it's like it's like, like watching the pirates movies where i was like why are these this good yeah and then it ended and the disney plus autoplay national treasure 2 and we all looked at each other and we're like i'm not changing it and we all just (laughs) sat there and (laughs) watched national treasure 2 and i i I was blown away at how much fun those movies are and disney officially announced a couple months ago we didn't recover this i didn't think about or i remembered they're doing a national treasure disney plus series and national treasure 3 with nick cage returning Wait, i'm wow. so Wait, really i'm so in dude i'm so in
0: are they actually doing a national treasure three
1: yes jerry Bruckheimer. Wow. do you think it's gonna be straight to streaming? i think it's gonna be theatrical
0: dude these wow. movies have a cult following they do and, like, have a cult okay. following and they're like, really, good. really good really yeah. good good and i know that mm. the third one was in development for like a long long time it was just yeah. stuck in development hell uh mm. so i would be thrilled if that actually happened um, I am excited for the Disney Plus series. Like, I'm definitely watch it. That's supposed to feature
1: a younger cast, but it's the yeah. same idea. Like, conspiracy theories, con- like, showing treasure, which is... Right. The movie was pitched as, like, a heist movie meets Indiana Jones <laughs> meets, like, conspiracy theories. and the, the, How can you deny that pitch where you're, like, half heist, yeah. and half Indiana Jones? I'm in. Like, I'm yeah, so yeah. in. They steal the Declaration of Independence. In <laughs> National Treasure 2, when Nick Cage stops and goes, spoiler if you haven't seen it, he goes... I'm going to kidnap him. I'm going to kidnap the president of the United States. Everyone (laughs) in my house stood up and went, yes!
0: We were all so hyped. Yeah. I just,
1: if you have like, if you're living with friends, I highly recommend having a few beverages and watching the National (laughs) Treasure
0: (laughs) films because they are so much fun. That's my pick. I'm really excited about them. Yeah. um also spencer did you notice that fant four stick was added to disney plus i did and i laughed
2: um <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. lane and
0: i saw that opening night for all of we you in fact because we i think we
1: Fant4stick.
0: were this is you know a few years five years ago yeah it says school, on disney yeah. plus came out in 2015 um i remember you you came up to me like during school probably at, like lunchtime or something and you're like oh fan four stick reviews came out apparently it sucks <laughs> do you want to go see it tonight and i was like uh sure i guess it was, it remember, was we had a great time man. oh it was such a great time wow <laughs> that's the that's a movie dr doom is like walking through the hallway and just blowing up yeah. people's heads i remember you like <laughs> hit Crazy. me like you're like what like you were so <laughs> into- yeah that is a different movie to watch uh with with some friends and some some uh drinks like yeah it, it's uh it's that kind of bad movie that's so bad that it's just the best fucking thing that's ever been made uh it's so good <laughs> uh, yeah it is at really the trank
2: is. cut what's the director's name josh, Trang, Trash, Trang. josh trank yeah i don't yeah, know man, release the, the, trank Nor- the fan cut. four
1: stick we have right now is perfect yeah <laughs> the best part it, is it's actually good for 20 minutes it's so yeah like, <laughs> It starts good. You're like, oh, this isn't that bad. And then on screen, it just goes one year later. And you're like, wait, yeah. what? Like we're just <laughs> oh skipping my God. The, the part where they're the Fantastic Four.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like, the
0: beginning actually is... It's solid. And then, yeah. and then they do, like, one year later. And you're like, oh, what? Like, they just it just becomes a completely different terrible just cut movie. all the
1: interesting parts oh, wow. of the movie out. yeah
0: that's which i nice. know that there's like a lot of like conspiracy about you know josh yeah. trank not being allowed to make the movie he wanted to make and, and shit like that Cause didn't he do chronicle yeah that's pretty good yeah. uh which explains why why michael b jordan mm-hmm. is in it. uh but uh yeah there's like a lot of you can that's a whole youtube wormhole you can go down <laughs> yeah uh, literally so like whether or not josh trank was actually directing this it's hard to not blame him because he's the director (laughs) but apparently like there's a lot of shit going on with with fox behind the scenes and and so i think it was fox right yeah Uh, yes and so that's that's that i guess um jake what's your pick of the week man
2: sure uh just really quickly because it couldn't have less to do with disney but i finally got around to watching uncut gems Oh and yeah! Literally, I was so stressed that I gave <laughs> myself like a back problem. Wow. Like literally, I don't know if it was the way I was sitting on the couch or what it was, but I just woke up the next day after watching this movie, and I was like, "Oh my god, dude! I had uh, icy hot packs on my back <laughs> all day." I was just attributing it to Uncut Gems. Yeah, but Uncut Gems really beat movie. you up, man. It
0: yeah.
2: did. Did it fully did? Adam but- Sandler beat
0: the shit out of you, Jake.
2: He <laughs> might as well have, or his goons did. Yeah. But, uh yeah, that was cool. I'm glad it's on Netflix because I purposefully didn't see it. Because I remember everybody being like, This thing is gonna be on Netflix in like a week, so mm-hmm. not worth it. And I'm glad I waited. Yeah. So yeah, really quick one, but that's that.
0: Yeah. Uh <laughs> yeah, that's a good movie. I mean it is like stressful as fuck, but yeah, it's enjoyable. Really enjoyable. Um, I I am still working through uh, Clone Wars. I'm on like season two, episode two. So we'll see. Congratulations, that though! <laughs> yeah, finishing the first season. Yeah, we were talking about this before you came on, Spencer. But like, God, the first season of that show is just—it's. I mean, it's a kids show. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. At least, especially it I, know that, its own yeah, I know that. Later. Yeah, I know that definitely changes shit up later on. But man, the first season, you're if you haven't watched Clone Wars and you're trying to get into it. I mean, I do still highly recommend it, but the first season is kind of a battle because, you know, it's a kid's show and uh, some of the characters, excuse me, are very annoying. Um, (laughs) And, uh, you know, it's, I don't know, it's kind of weird, but...
1: Ahsoka's had the craziest blow up, dude, because in that first season, she is like unbearable and yeah. then she becomes the best character in the show
0: no for and real. it's a super
1: crazy transformation and honestly like one of the best star wars characters yeah and, i'm super stoked for her okay. going forward and all this other stuff but that first season is tough
0: yeah it's tough and also there's just a lot of episodes with jar jar in, like as the main protagonist of the episode and it's just like it's what, so the, what the fuck are we doing i don't <laughs> i don't know oh my god uh but yeah that's what
2: unfortunately got me to stop watching because i was like fully into it for a while and then like smack in the middle of the first season there's like three episodes back to back where jar jar is like the main point of the episodes oh my god i just had to stop i just fully couldn't continue on which is such a bummer because i know that the show is apparently great
0: yeah it's only to watch that final season yeah it's hard to get through um but to start off. Anyway, uh, I think we're going to end things off there since we're, uh, well, we're out of topics, folks. There's not much going on. Uh, (laughs) thank you for listening to this episode of the Disney deconstructed podcast. And if you'd like to further support our program, you can do that by going ahead and visiting us at anchor.fm forward slash Disney deconstructed. There you can see a complete list of our podcast distributors, send us messages related to the show and even sign up to make a monthly donation so that we can keep rolling out episodes in a timely manner for you. Feel free to follow us on Twitter at Lane Calder at jigmoody 98 and at Spencer Bennett seven. That way you can take part in some polls and, and stuff uh, that we do periodically throughout the week. Uh, you can also spread the word by telling a friend about our show and help us grow our small community of Disney fanatics. As always, thank you for listening and we'll be back with more Disney news next week. Writing, producing, and editing for this episode of the Disney Deconstructed Podcast was done by my two co-hosts, Jake Moody and Spencer Bennett, and myself, Lane Calder. The music for our program was composed by Brandon LaBelle. The font for our logo was designed by Edward Pinkava. Our beautiful faces were drawn by Sarah Bermudez. Disney Deconstructed is a proud participant in the Deconstructed Podcast Network link in the description make sure to check out a new show that we added to that by the way uh, unofficial experts with our host our good friend Preston Moore so make sure to check out the deconstructed podcast network thanks for joining us folks and we'll see you down the bayou